Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher, and thank you for joining us for a very special episode. It's time to talk about the work trip. So let's give him a big Lost on Lost welcome home. C4, miss. H6, miss. E5, hit. You sank my specialist. It's my dear friend and co-host, <laughs> J.P. Russell. Hey. <laughs> Not everybody's going to get that joke, but I don't give a fuck. It's, it's pretty good. It, it took me until the second one to figure out what you're doing. Where I was headed. It's the work trip episode, everybody. Yeah, we did it. We did it, JP. I, I can't believe we did it. <laughs> yeah, J- JP, you're, uh, you're home. Yeah. Um, you you went on a little sojourn. Not all the wander are lost and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, he said the thing. He said the name of the show. Yeah, man. Uh, it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be home. It's good to... I mean, we, we still record remotely from one another right it's like your home back in milwaukee now <laughs> yes yes precisely um, oh. i was on a uh, state-sponsored vacation sightseeing tour of the middle east <laughs> which is a way to say i got my ass deployed for the army that's right that's right uh, you want to talk about it no <laughs> Let's go, let's go back to talking about loss. <laughs> the work trip originally ran from March to December 2022. <laughs> it was written by the United States Department of Defense and directed <laughs> by the United States Army. Our centric characters were the servicemen and women of Combined Special Ops Joint Task Force Levant and Lost on Loss' own J.P. Russell. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Henry Kissinger's to blame somehow <laughs> due to the inertia of time, and <laughs> I, I hold him personally responsible. As well you should, uh, and, yeah. and for a multitude of other things. So we've got an outline here. Uh, we asked all y'all out there in the audience um, if you had any questions, anything specific you wanted to talk about, um, and you didn't. You didn't have any specific questions. You had some very no. gen- general questions, which is yeah. fine. <laughs> Fan of the show and uh, guest of the show, you know, Patty, said just want to know everything. <laughs> so we're going to give you some broad strokes on everything. <laughs> F- Fan of the show, Kevin Butler, who was also on the work trip. <laughs> Said he wanted to know everything. Butler, you piece of shit. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, he emailed us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com, where you can, of course, always send your questions about Lost and about anything else. We will do our yeah. best to answer them. You can also send foot pics. I mean, we don't care. It doesn't it's all matter. Good. It's all good. But yeah, thank you for to both Kevin Butler and Patty Robinson for uh, expressing interest in what happened over the course of the uh, work trip. Um, we've got yeah. a little outline here. This isn't going to be a standard length episode. I don't think we... Uh, we want to talk about just to just give you give you some info about it we try we purposely were vague about it during the actual thing because a i personally as a civilian didn't know what jp could talk about there is a whole operational security opsec um (laughs) thing about it you know you're not supposed to post ahead of time Mm -hmm. i just didn't really post about it at all if Mm -hmm. you need to know you know if you don't you don't. Which is pretty much what you said uh, in the last episode we recorded before you deployed. <laughs> if you know, right. you know, and if you don't, you'll find out. <laughs> right, exactly. Rather than call it a deployment, we called it a work trip. A work trip. So, yeah. I, actually, I think you're the one that coined that. <laughs> I I'm, think so. I'm, I'm like 99% sure you said it first. And I was like, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Um <laughs> So, uh, so here's a uh, the first uh, first thing we're going to uh, cover here. Uh, I put in our outline is a brief history of JP's uh, enlistment. Um, this is a question that uh, I have, I guess, on behalf of the audience. How long have you been in the army? Uh, about twelve years now. I was going to say, um, I think you yeah. enlisted when we were in college. 
together. Yeah, well, I I did I did ROTC for a hot minute, mm. but I began the program far too late to finish it and become an officer. And I gotcha. decided I wanted to work for a living anyways after yeah, college. Yeah. I I went into the army as a 24 year old man with a college degree. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was like one of three dudes that had gone to college and um, and, and wasn't an officer. Yeah, no, the other two guys were officers. They're like, "What's your problem?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm stupid. I didn't know what to do after college." <laughs> they told me they were going to pay for a college. Like, you're already done with college. They said they'd give me a gun and a helmet, and I love those things. <laughs> so yeah, so so 12 years. Okay, so um, yeah. So yeah, and but you're uh, you're a reservist. Yeah, Army Reserve. People always think that guard and reserve are the same thing. They're not. They're not. Guard yeah. is a functioning army for each state. You take a oath to the president and the governor. And in the reserves, we are the reserve component for the active duty army. So we do all of the jobs that they don't want to have to staff people full time to do. Right. We're support jobs. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's that the uh, one weekend a month, uh, two weeks yeah. a year thing that uh, that was popularized mm-hmm. by the Pauly Shore vehicle in the army now. One of the greatest military <laughs> films of all time. Is it hot is and it, Chad? Is it hot and Chad? <laughs> uh, uh, we said that a lot when we were over there and it was hot. <laughs> My captain, Captain Lindo, that was one of his... Go to phrases. So yeah, so you're yeah, so as long pretty much as long as I've known you, you've been in the reserve, say for you know, yeah. a couple of years in college. So once yeah. you know, once we graduated, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Um you and I actually graduated college together despite the fact that we're not the same age. I was in college for much much longer than your average <laughs> college student. Well, I, I was also in college much, much longer than your college average student. So that means that you were really much, much, much yeah. longer. I, I was in college for very close to a literal decade. It's you and Jeremy Piven from PCU. <laughs> so we graduated together back in uh, back in 2011. And so, yeah, you shortly, you enlisted as a reservist shortly after that. Um, and you mentioned mm-hmm. part of the reason beyond the fact that you started ROTC late, the reason you didn't want to do actually go through the whole thing also is because you wanted to work for a living yeah you become an officer the army kind of co- becomes your career yeah you become like a manager basically yeah. like that's what the officer ranks are you're in charge of managing people and teams yeah and so then when you're enlisted you have what's called a uh, an mos which i don't know what that stands for Mo- uh, mo- modular occupational service yeah so um so that's the next thing in our in our outline your mos what is, what is your job in the in the military i am a 25 victor combat documentation production specialist mm. uh which people just call comcam combat camera combat camera um, the asshole with the camera we're now being transitioned into something else called a 46 victor which is a visual information specialist it's the exact same thing we're just Falling under public affairs as opposed to the Sigma <gasps> Corps. So, yeah, I'm going to be public affairs finally. Yay! So. <laughs> Someday. So, yeah, so combat camera, comcam, which is you take it, you're an asshole with a camera. You go out, yeah. like, when you're not deployed, like, your job was to, like, take video of, like, war games, or not, like, war games, but, like, training exercises <laughs> yeah. and stuff like right. that. Like, you would go to McCoy and, and... Right, right, right. So, the, the point is to be embedded with frontline troops. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So... You get a lot of photo video training, something that's more representative of what happened that you can actually like show to the higher ups rather than just like tossing a GoPro on somebody's head. That's another thing for each soldier to manage. So rather than 50 GoPros, they send one guy with a camera. They're slowly getting rid of us um, and transitioning us over to public affairs. Fan of the show and most likely future guest of the show, Jose Reyes, jokes 
that I only have half a job. <laughs> Comcam, our whole mission is media acquisition, taking the pictures, taking the video, making okay. the graphics. Public Affairs decides what to do with that then. So they also uh, learn how to take photo at a lesser level. Sure. But then they can put it in a press release or put it in a story, put it in an article or something like that. Sure. So they always joke that Comcam, yeah, we take better pictures, but it's because we only have half a job. Because <laughs> so. you don't have to do anything with them once you take them. Right. We just sit in the field <laughs> and take pictures of you know trees and shit. So. so since you bring that up, the difference between Comcam and PAO that just, uh, that just made me think of now, um, former guest of the show, and uh, likely, again, future guests of the show, Nicholas Slayton, <laughs> who works for Tra- Task and Purpose, um, yeah. which, is a, which is a military lifestyle blog, would PAO be the type of place that they would create images that places like that would end up collecting or, or collating or reporting on, I guess? I don't know. A PAO and ComCam, the worlds are blurring more and more now because there are no like front lines for us to report to. Mm. So there's like a, a central repository where the, the military distribute all of our images from called DIVIDS, Defense Visual Information system something like that that's arguably my favorite part about the military is all the the acronyms and, uh, and, never, and, stops. and stuff. never stops it's so annoying i'm guessing task and purpose pulls most of their stuff from there that's any military f- photographer so um and that's it's all public domain stuff so folks it's your taxpayer money so i cannot make money off of my photos if you as an individual citizen want to go to divids and pull photos and make a coffee table book and sell it that's fine they're all public domain only the military photographers cannot make money <laughs> off of their photos thanks you're welcome um, yeah <laughs> and we are recording this pretty close to tax season so make sure to either uh dodge your taxes fill out an extension or do them whatever you want to do <laughs> what if i fill out an extension and then dodge them that's actually i think the best hashtag not at a real account <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like we are a lost on loss. Do not actually provide financial advice. <laughs> Disclaimer. But comment. if you need to get your taxes done this season, use TurboTax. <laughs> or H&R Block. Or TaxAc Online. Any one of the huge companies that actively lobby the U.S. government to make doing your taxes harder so they can continue to justify their existence. You know, when you say it like that, maybe don't pay your taxes. Go into the woods. <laughs> become ungovernable. <laughs> Dig a hole. Burn some wood. All very actionable things, which brings us to the next bullet point on the list. I remember this past spring, I had planned a several week long vacation uh, <laughs> after a, a very long and arduous um, experience uh, working on um, Star Trek Picard, which was a, a great show. Happy to have been part of it. Um, but we we did two, seasons two and three back to back. Like it was exhausting, huge, expensive show, and I was very much looking forward to a break. I think I had a four week trip booked home. Yeah, something like, like back that. To the, yeah, it was pretty long. It was going to be like basically all of March, winding down at work and gearing up to go. It's like a week or two before I'm like my flight. My flight's booked, cars booked, everything like that. And so like one Sunday morning, Saturday morning, <laughs> a week before I'm supposed to go, I wake up to a text from you, which is. Hey, can I call you? <laughs> Listen, millennials, you have to text before you call. Right. But I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Like you and I had plans to like do some like this. I hate this phrase, but like some content creation for lack of a better yeah. term. We can get some cameras. We can get some mics. We can yeah. shoot some stuff. We're going to record some stuff. Yeah. We had plans, big plans for vacation. The universe heard we had plans. <laughs> so you're like, so for the first time in my 12 year reservist career, I'm being deployed overseas. Yeah. 
So typically they try to get you pretty soon after you get out of your initial entry training. It's not that I was avoiding it. They just didn't call me just up. Just didn't happen. Yeah. And like if you haven't after the first 10 years, because I know people that have gone 20, 30 year careers and never deployed. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. I mean, I'll go where the army tells me to go, but they haven't told me to go anywhere other than shit stateside. Like, yeah. Um, and I remember five, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. I was back for the holidays one time, you and me and like Jake Mandel and like uh, we were just like, hey hanging out a bar like catching yeah. up and stuff and and you were we were talking about it and like you were like yeah man I'd you know it'd be cool to be deployed like you know yeah it, it's you know part of the reason I joined up is you know to do it like to do the army thing like be in the army and do it it'd be cool as long as I don't have a podcast that it interferes with or a, a significant other or a house or oh yeah <laughs> bad knees or a bad back <laughs> or like all this stuff that you listed off on the phone call you had with me because <laughs> yeah back yeah. seven eight years ago you were still in your late 20s yeah that would have yeah. been dope as fuck to just like fuck off to the middle east for you know nine months and just like do some cool army shit and then come back now my metabolism <laughs> stopped doing its thing and i gotta take glucosamine and i need a special <laughs> pillow to put in between my fucking knees when i sleep <laughs> so oh my god yeah so we had that phone call and you told me you were going off and yeah it, somewhere in between then and um the first few weeks of the thing yeah i, I came up i was like well we have to we can't just be like oh jp's being deployed we gotta have fun right. we gotta have some sort of euphemism we can't just actively talk about what you're doing because right you know because of um opsec that's what i that's what it was that's what we call it in the biz baby <laughs> i'm pretty yeah i think i came up with the euphemism the work trip <laughs> yeah work trip 2022 and i know in those those first like couple of weeks there before i left we recorded a shitload mm -hmm. i had no idea what i was in for that we'll, we'll get to that in a minute yeah. but we we just like did a bunch of recording because we're like i don't know where i'm gonna land how long i'm gonna be there what kind of facilities we're in so we just we just recorded like a shitload yeah. of episodes. We're yeah. doing like two or three a week, I think. Some of them, yeah. I think we, there were a couple of weekends where we did like a Friday and a Saturday. We did some weeknights after work, yeah. like for me. Like you had a bunch of free time, actually. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I was on a leave of absence from work <laughs> because your deployment got delayed. <laughs> Like a week yeah, after okay. you told me you were going to leave on like, yeah. at like the end of February or something like yeah. that. I got a call or I got a text while I was at my niece's third birthday. <laughs> and it's this random number. It's like, hey, my name's Captain Lindo. Never heard of him. Yeah. No, just, I'm like, good for you. He's <laughs> like, hey, uh, I think you just got pulled onto this deployment. I'm like, wait, hold on. What now? <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> did, did Carter Wadle put you up to this? Long story short, there are missions that are going on. And the people doing the mission say, we need a unit to do XYZ. We need a public affairs unit. We just need the reserves to give us a public affairs unit. We don't give a shit who it is. There was originally a unit that was supposed to go. For reasons I'm not going to get into, they couldn't. And it was like a last minute thing. So with like three months notice, this unit that I ended up going with the 204th public affairs out of Orlando just got pulled. Our commander literally just assumed command like first drill. And they're like, Oh, by the way, you have to go to the middle East in three months. <laughs> uh, my good friend, uh, Jose was going to his first drill off of like active duty. And he told his fiance like, Oh babe, don't worry about it. It's the reserves. There's no way I'm getting deployed first drill. They're like, you're deploying in a couple of weeks. That's funny that you said that. Cause that's kind of exactly what happens in, in the army now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Scott and Chad. Um, so then there was another person that was supposed to go. He had some personal things going on and he couldn't go. So the unit's already spun up, but they need one more person on the roster or... It, the mission's not going to happen. And then the old Specialist Russell's ticket <laughs> got punched. Uh, not punch ticket, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, my dance, number gets dance pulled. Card got pulled. And uh, they're like, hey, can you be ready to deploy in 10 days? And I was like, do I have a choice? And they said, actually, no. Be ready to deploy in 10 days. Ended up being five weeks uh, before I actually left. But... Uh, that actually was good because it gave us time to record and yeah. it actually put my fucking life in order. So so you said just then there are missions going on. The XYZ needs to happen and we, then we need A, B, and C to go do it. So yeah. what, what what was the mission? What was the mission that um, the, two, the 204 got sent on? We were attached to the C. Sejodif L Combined Special Operations Joint Task Force Levant, which is... The Special Operations Task Force, multinational, multi-component task force in the Middle East whose mission is anti-ISIS. There's still really bad ISIS dudes out there doing stuff. Our mission was basically to you know, support our partner forces in the region <laughs> to help them become more self-sufficient and when need be specifically assist the Special Forces guys that are going in and doing cool guy shit. We weren't doing any of that, but we're the team that does like logistics for them sure 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 yeah so my job was to you know take photos when needed create uh video packages motion graphics all sorts of just army shit you went to a bunch of different places right in the course of the nine months you were you mm -hmm. were gone um yeah do the plane uh on the globe montage do the indiana oh, shit in yeah do the indiana jones montage of your uh, your travels yeah. once you actually left uh Wisconsin. Uh, I had to go to Orlando for two days to get my weapon and camera. Then I fly to Texas, uh, where I'm supposed to spend 14 days in pre-mobilization training. I ended up having to stay there because my paperwork got screwed up, so I was there for like 28 days. Jesus. Uh, then fly to Germany, then fly to Qatar, then fly to Kuwait, and then I got stuck in Kuwait. I missed my team by about eight hours because oh. they had gotten stuck into in Kuwait. So then I spent six weeks in Kuwait hanging out with uh, the U.S. Army Central Public Affairs team, failed guest of the show, <laughs> Lieutenant... <laughs> <laughs> Vecina, um, she's on the list. She's on the list. Yeah, she'll she'll be back. Hung out with her and her wonderful team uh, until eventually I made it to Jordan, which is where we were based out of. Primarily spent all of my time in Jordan. Uh, got to see a lot of Jordan. Jordan's beautiful. It's amazing. Toward the end, I spent uh, just shy of two months in Iraq, helping uh, train partner forces over there, um, doing building classes and curriculum in uh, photo video techniques sure. and then back to Jordan then back to Kuwait then back home it was uh, Damn. jet setting <laughs> <laughs> all in uh probably like what a c-130 for the most part <laughs> to and from the theater it's actually commercial flights yeah all oh. the flights in country are c-130s c-17s helicopters just yeah fucking rock polishers man let me tell you those things are uncomfortable <laughs> they're exactly like they look in the movies right they're just this big cavernous empty space and if people no. are on it they put chairs in it <laughs> no you have to sit in the middle on a on a net 
that does not conform to the human body. It's either 500 degrees or minus 300. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, you were fucking all over the place. And for the most part, which is kind of cool and not something that would have happened, you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever, you and I were Mm -hmm. in pretty regular contact throughout the trip. Yeah. Which was pretty dope. Especially with with Kai. I mean, as long as I had Wi Fi and it wasn't within a travel window, you're not supposed to talk really when you're in a travel window, which is like 24, 48 hours. I mean, we video called every night. Kai and I, not me and you. <laughs> it was, like, um, was I fucking asleep? Were you just like video calling me and watching me sleep? Hey, babe. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out great. And when we would record, the fact that we we're on literal opposite ends of the globe, the yeah. latency was minimal. Very, very like, small. Surprisingly fractions small. Fractions of a second. Because the, the time difference between me and you for a majority of the trip was nine hours or 11. Uh, it was one or the other. Yeah. We didn't always get it right every time we tried to record. <laughs> well, and then there was daylight savings because like <laughs> that, that ended up fucking us up i remember yeah the, it went from 10 to 11 right that was That's it that what was it, it was. yeah it was 10 hours and then it was 11 hours because jo- uh, jordan, doesn't jordan do or day- iraq doesn't do daylight savings <laughs> yeah. because israel does do it or something yeah. i don't know they just choose whether or not they do it i mean it's the same reason why fucking arizona doesn't do it and california does because fuck that right, right? <laughs> Right, precisely. <laughs> yeah. So then that takes me into my next question for you based on all, yeah. the, all the places you went, all the different things you did. Um, what what would you say were probably your top three moments of the deployment? Like the three coolest things or like uh, most awesome or most interesting, whatever. Like The fact that we were in Jordan, all of the sightseeing we got to do, um, specifically Petra was really cool. Yeah. Wadi Rum, the Dead Sea, the Red Sea, you know, all those things. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to just say like hanging out with the people is like a solid number two. Sure. Our team was like, honest to God, fantastic. Um, <laughs> we shared an office together and we were all in the same space all the time. The base we were on was really small and we didn't kill each other. In fact, we spent most of the time laughing. That's it, awesome. It really was fantastic fantastic we got to meet here uh, i got to meet and then the our audience got to meet some of these people that you were deployed yeah with. some of the people you didn't know until you deployed with them right none of them Bree solmon yeah. um jen messina uh you said yeah. uh, reyes is likely going to be on the show sometime in the future oh, yeah like, yeah a, a lot of those jokers do want to be on the show yeah. i mean soul soul and i sat next to each other for weeks that turned into months that turned into you know <laughs> fiscal quarters um and like yeah it's awesome. it a great team yeah and number one is just like Especially when I was in Iraq and got to like do my job for real and like actually train people and like give them skills that they can take away from classes and actually go do their job better. Yeah. That's what it was all about. And for me, like being able to positively impact other people and give them useful skill sets that can hopefully be used to de-escalate conflict. Yeah. um, Yeah. I fucking dig that. Yeah, I mean, I make the I make the joke all the time, the little egg corn or whatever that knowledge shared is knowledge halved. But the real yeah. the real saying is knowledge shared is knowledge doubled, and that's awesome. Right. It's like you, yeah, yeah, you, and knowing you for the past, you know, fifteen years or whatever, knowing that you've had this special skill that has been un that you haven't really been able to fully realize until this deployment. Yeah. Like you've used it, of course. But not all the way, like not all the, all the way to hundred percent. I haven't used it while wearing camouflage. <laughs> You, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, all this training, all my tax dollars going to training you to do this, and then you actually got to go do it. It's yeah. fucking dope. I got to shoot your tax dollars <laughs> just <laughs> it, it, as bullets into the desert, man. Freedom it was seeds. Great. <laughs> yeah, take that. USA, USA. Bippity boppity, that's now US property. <laughs> 
Well, that's awesome. That's uh, that's cool. So then, um, I have two more bullet points on our on our list to do. Um, I want to yeah. talk a little bit about how it was possible for us to continue <laughs> to record and edit, uh, and then like a sub bullet point some of the technical difficulties that we did run into because. For the most part, it went pretty well. Not bad. It didn't go perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> but in reality, neither one of us expected it to. No. Or during the, the few weeks that you got delayed, that was super easy. Because like you said, you had taken a leave yeah. from work. We grabbed right. everybody that we could that was ready yeah. to go. And we recorded, yeah, just a ton of episodes. Yeah, that's perfect. Bam, bam, bam. There, you go back into the into the back catalog and you'll hear at the tail end of the episode. It's like, oh, this is the last recording before work trip 2022 starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then yeah. after that episode, you were in Orlando for two days. And then when you were in Texas for fucking way too long, that's the worst part. We, we just started. We we're like, well, you're, you're like, I have my shit with me. You brought a microphone, your headphones, yeah. and you had your own personal laptop. Yep. Yeah. And my my audio interface, we were given the wrong information uh, in terms of how many bags we could have. Mm. I thought it was like two duffels for everything. So I crammed. My life, I shred everything down to like absolute necessity components to mm -hmm. fit everything in there because there's all the things you have to bring along. Yep. Even like my shock mount for my microphone, I like took it all apart. The mount that connects the pop filter yeah. to the stand, I took that off because it was like a four inch piece of metal that I'm like, I don't need this. I can just, I'll find a way to just tape it on. <laughs> like I, do, I cannot, you know, ounces make pounds. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. shred everything down. But at the end of the day, it was like headphones, microphone, laptop interface. Yeah. Okay. As long as I can find a closet somewhere to record in, yeah. I think we can keep doing this. The whole thing with the military is they don't want little secluded, quiet places for soldiers to go <laughs> because they will get up to fuckery. They will start... <laughs> Making toilet merlot, they'll Hell get yeah. each other pregnant, Hell yeah. they'll start a fight club, Hell yeah. like whatever. So like you have to be resourceful to find <laughs> places. Yeah. Luckily, in my job, there's typically an office that you can work in. When I was in Kuwait, the office trailer that we were working out of, I was like, oh, this will be great. I'll just come in here. You'll record late at night. It'll be early in the morning for me. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the first time that I went in there to record at like 5 a.m. Everyone that occupied the other offices didn't want to live in these big, hot, sandy, open barracks. So they converted their offices into rooms as well. <laughs> So they all had pull-out beds and stuff. They looked like offices during the day, but then they would pull out the mattresses out of the closet, like Murphy beds and couches yeah. and shit like that. Cut to like the first week I'm in Kuwait and 5 a.m. and I'm in the other room. Ah, the hatch! Ah, it's on <laughs> And people are like, what the fuck is Russell yelling about in there? I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it down when we're recording first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, I, I, I forgot about that, about the converted yeah. housing. That's hilarious. Yeah, we did a bunch of episodes in Kuwait because you, yeah. you were there for a good chunk of time. Six six weeks or yeah. something like that. But then from Kuwait, that's when you, yeah, after you spent whatever time there, you, then you went to Jordan. And mm -hmm. then the recording situation there was, you had to find a new one. <laughs> right. There was a space that we shared with the, the Navy Corman's all of our medics. Mm. The problem is it's a big tile room. <laughs> so it's just an echo factory. <laughs> and even in Kuwait, I had to turn the air conditioning off, right? Because oh, you yeah. can't have this AC unit going. So like, but recording early in the morning, it's not too sure, hot yet. Yeah. In Jordan, the room was big and there's like just all echo all day. So I had to take all of the wool blankets and my sleeping bag and make this like audio tent and then turn the AC off. So I'm under wool blankets while we're recording. <laughs> 
and then the sun's starting to come up and it's hot 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 and it's like oh my god it's just a million degrees and i'm like oh, i'm having a good time on this podcast <laughs> like visibly losing weight no just sweating <laughs> and we did a bunch of jordan episodes um yeah a lot of jordan episodes while you were deployed we had two local guests for you, Jen and Bree. And so the rest of our guests were either local here to me in, in Los Angeles or remote guests like we've done before, you know, Eric um, in Chicago, Jake in Chicago, right. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, right. whatever. So, you know, we were dealing with uh, oftentimes three different time zones, me in Los Angeles, <laughs> then one of our guests in central time, uh, either Chicago or Wisconsin or whatever. Right. And then whatever time zone you were in, 10 hours ahead of me, eight hours ahead of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you, you figured out all the math on that you figured out both a evening for you morning for me and then inverse schedule yeah and- that worked out pretty well yeah because it worked for us and for our guests then because so then what we ended up doing was like oftentimes we do a saturday night for me and our guest and a sunday morning for jp right or yeah then we also had a uh saturday morning for me saturday uh, saturday like around noon for our guest and then saturday night for jp yes so right and those yeah. were the basically the two time frames we were limited to but it worked out really really well because it was the weekend most people were willing you know most of our guests who were really gracious to and excited to be on the show took time out of their weekends to to make do uh, and do the thing with us and uh, and yeah that yeah. was uh, it, it, yeah, it worked out pretty, pretty good. Pretty damn well, all things considered. Except for that one time. Yeah, Jen, oh, I still feel bad about that. The bonkers thing about it is that that wasn't a time zone problem. That wasn't a, a logistics problem. The problem that ended up happening then could have happened to us at any point during this I, entire <sighs> podcast. I'm in their equipment room and they have a, like a USB microphone with a sound deflector on mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, shit. Plus, Jen's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she would be a fantastic guest. Mm-hmm. She does public speaking. She's mm-hmm. written a book. She has all sorts of opinions on media. Like she works in Hollywood. Yep. I'm like, this is perfect. So I plug in my mic, that mic. It's not like the best sounding mic, but I did a test record. It goes good. Five minutes into the record, it just starts like, and I couldn't see it in the waveform. It started this like ungodly noise <laughs> or her audio was there, but there was this tone underneath it that could not. Like, I couldn't do yeah. anything with, so... And you muscled um, with it for a while. I remember you saying, oh, you're, dude, you're like, I'm going to do so it, I'm going to try. Yeah. I, ne- I never heard it, but, I mean... It was bad. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I was like, I trust you. If you think it's not workable, it's not workable, and we'll do something to to make do. We had a fantastic <laughs> conversation about gold chains oh, and the power that they give you, yes. so, like... We'll have to. We'll we got to have resident gold chain expert Jen Racina back on the show. Yeah. At some point. We absolutely <laughs> will. Because, um, yeah, yes. that was such a fun record. She was, uh, yeah, it, it was great to meet her. And yeah, she, uh, we had such a good time doing that one. But that was so, sort of our first, um, like, panic record. Yeah. Or as close to a panic record as we've ever come. The backlog was slowly getting chewed up. We weren't recording every two weeks all the time. So, like, we were right. keeping it steady for the most part, but we were losing an episode here and there. And we knew we were going to lose more down the line, especially when you demobilized and started coming home. Well, and, we didn't record the whole time I was in Iraq. Right. That's, that's a whole different sort of situation over there. Beyond the fact that you were probably much busier there than you were while you were in Kuwait and Jordan, it's Iraq. For those of you who don't know what's going on with Iraq, see the entirety of U.S. overseas uh, <laughs> diplomacy going back to 1979. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, and if you want more information, then go into British history between you know the World War One and the 70s. <laughs> but yeah, so you were busy. 
Rizzy there. So yeah, that was like two months we lost. Yeah. But then so yeah, so so we had to lose the Jen episode, which sucked because it was hilarious. Um, but then that right. was when that was when that was the first time that Carter did a guest spot uh, for us, and yeah. Patty, Patty came in, and then there was a miscommunication between myself and Patty where I had to <laughs> I had to watch the wrong episode. <laughs> Because we were like all flustered, and she was supposed to, she was supposed to already be scheduled to appear like two weeks later on a different right. episode. So she watched that one. I forgot to tell her to watch the one that Jen watched. That was a whole thing, but it ended oh up, yeah, we ended up putting a patch on it and uh, adhered to the schedule that we set when we yes. when we started the podcast, which was one of the most important things to us uh, to try to be able to yes. maintain that schedule fidelity. Yes, and then yeah, um, somewhere around late summer, early fall, something like that. You were like, hey, I'm um, moving on to the next portion of the thing i'm gonna go to uh a seek i don't know if you told me where you were headed when you first told me i don't think you could at first yeah i don't think so because you were like hey i just fyi i've got a mission and i'm gonna be off base i'm gonna be out in the field um i'm probably right. i'm gonna be likely out of most communication and we still we still were able to communicate a little bit just on a personal level right we could message and shit but it was not a viable recording situation yeah i mean we could have but <laughs> it wouldn't have been worth the, it the situation in iraq was a little bit more volatile so <laughs> Like, yeah. I didn't want to be like middle of a record and be like incoming, incoming, right. incoming. Like, eh, what, it kind of kills the vibe. Waiting for a plane for you in Iraq is not the same as me waiting for a plane <laughs> in Birmingham. <laughs> like, when, yeah. I, when I hear a plane, I'm like, just like, okay, let's hold. All right, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, when I hear that, I'm like, oh shit, Iran's throwing more drones at us. That's not good. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, the the on the field mission, the Iraq thing went really well, and then uh, yeah, yeah. You, you came back. I think we did one episode when you came back, but then it, at that point, it was getting real close to time to come back. And then, yeah, the, it started to wrap up. You started to get the word over there that things were coming to a coming to a close. Um, mm-hmm. You started doing yeah. the doing the opposite of what you did in the spring, demobilizing, starting to you know pack gear up, and just just as frustrating. It makes just as little sense if you want to know where. <laughs> All the fraud, waste, and abuses in the uh, U.S. military system. Uh, well, just Google U.S. military system. Right. <laughs> um, but then also look at the uh, look at the demobilization process. Yeah, it sounded like a fucking hassle every time you told me like something that was going on. I was just like, God damn! Like you would think going home would be one of the easiest parts of a deployment, but it's no, no. <laughs> But you basically traced the the route backward. You went back to Jordan, yeah. then back to Kuwait, back to Germany, yeah. then back Actually, to... Actually, it was Ireland. We, we had a pit stop in Ireland, oh, oh, and we couldn't drink because U.S. soldiers are known to get too drunk too quickly. <laughs> so That's they ridiculous. banned us from drinking there. And it's not the Irish. Yeah. The Irish said we could drink. It's, it's the Americans. The army. Yeah. I thought this was America. It's not. It's Ireland. <laughs> but then, yeah. Said that a lot overseas. <laughs> Say that a lot in Jordan. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Uh, sir. Sir. This, uh, this is Jordan. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Um, right, right. But right. then, yeah, Ireland and then back to back to Texas for Demo. And then um, and then you took a commercial flight back to Milwaukee. Home the, the day before Christmas. Yeah. Just a, just a day before I took my other planned vacation of last year. <laughs> our holiday hiatus from my new show came. And uh, and yeah, you got you got to Milwaukee the day before I I did and um, yeah that, i mean that was fucking cool we started the yeah. year hoping to hang out for a month and just fuck around and do some bullshit and um then you know work got in the way life got in the way and, <laughs> big daddy war books called <laughs> yeah yeah uncle sam's gotta eat but then yeah we came back and yeah it was right before the holidays which was great i was so i was excited for myself to be able to see you um not only you know having you know i hadn't seen you in more than a year yeah. because i don't i hadn't done much traveling especially post pandemic and all that but then i was just happy for you to get back in in time for the holidays to yeah. see 
Kai to see your mom to see your brother and Freddie and all of your yeah, family yeah, and friends yeah. and all that stuff is just in time for the holidays like one of those yes. idiotic Hallmark moments that is just still fucking awesome they were like oh yeah we'll have you home by Christmas you'll probably be home like December 3rd no, <laughs> December 3rd is when the demo process started <laughs> And then it took a month. And then you it know, took 21 like, days. <laughs> yeah. And that and that was it. That was the that work was trip. It. The work trip 2022. Was it, baby. Did we like it? Was it good? We asked this at the end of Lost on Lost. And I feel like it's just as appropriate to ask here. Did we like it? Was it good? JP? <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. If I could do that job every day, but then somehow like be back in my own home sure. at night. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, it was a good experience with a great team. Boy, the the military industrial complex is weird, though, man. Let me tell you. You've said this before, haven't you? Imagine the worst bureaucracy you've ever thought of, uh, uh, seen in your life, and then you give them all rifles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of your time in the army is saying, "What am I doing here?" And then somebody just hands you a gun. I just love that video of the guy. I'm moving sandbags 50 feet over there. <sighs> Why are you doing that? Does it look like I know? <laughs> it's that's exactly it. That's precisely it. But yeah, you're you're glad you went. Um, you glad you you glad you had the experience. Yes, yes. So. It was a positive experience from a weird situation. Not yeah. a bad situation. A weird. A weird situation. Yeah. And for me, it didn't really affect me too much. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> But but in reality, no. Uh, how it affected me was just like I, I I still remember that conversation that you, me, and Jake had way. But I think we were at like Calhoun Beach, yeah. close CBC or something like that. Something like that. Uh, some shithole Main Street Oshkosh bar. And I just remember you saying, "You're like, yeah, I do want to deploy and stuff like that." I remember you saying when you were going to deploy this. Year, I was like, "Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of fucking yeah. late, but yeah, well, you, I mean, but this is part of it. I mean, the, you, there's I'm sure there's so, several reasons, both personal and, and public, as to why you have continued to re-enlist it's not a 12 year contract it's not a 20 year contract you're not here for life like you've had the opportunity to re-enlist and you've taken it there's this conception that it's all gun-toting very right conservative people Mm -hmm. in the military and i'm here to tell you that there's not um there are leftists in the military the idea of wanting to serve your country is not um, reserved for those with more conservative ideology. Yeah, um, exactly. I've met a lot of left-leaning people in the military, and we all work with our conservative counterparts mm-hmm. just fine. We're, mm-hmm. we're all there for different reasons, mm-hmm. but it's all the same mission. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you hope to keep your community safe. And for me, like, hey, if I can help somebody on a the other part of the globe and give them knowledge or enrich their life in some way that's yeah. pretty cool so i finally got to do that yeah and that's awesome and yeah and yeah you and i agree on on a lot of stuff you know there's a lot of fucked up stuff about the military industrial yeah. complex and <laughs> yeah. and you know there's baggage that comes with the imperialism the colonialism yeah. the all you know the, the i hate all that right <laughs> i hate all that but then yeah but there is a real personal level um to to the and you know so it's like that idiotic cliche it's like i don't support the war but i support the troops and it's like yeah i i know yeah i mean i've known you for the longest time and yeah. i've known people like you and i've met people through you that i mean yeah yeah for the most part y'all out there reservists active duty whatever most of them are just people it was a job it was an opportunity yeah benefits baby and and i and i remember saying this to you in that shithole bar i'm like i'm glad you're in the army because i don't have <laughs> yeah I, I remember you saying that because the fact that we have a volunteer army means i will never be drafted yeah <laughs> so uh yeah. so i want to say i want to say thanks not only to you jp yeah, yeah. but to, to our enlisted like i said i don't agree with everything the military or the the u.s government does but i'm glad that y'all are out there taking care of each other you know all that stuff not not ironically thank you for your service all y'all as long as i get that free f- fucking dinner at Applebee's every Veterans Day. It's worth all the tinnitus, I tell you. 
<laughs> my ear's legitimately ringing right now. It does that like once a day. Um, if you're at all interested, uh, folks out there, uh, if you go to youtube.com and type in work trip, that's two words, work trip 2022. I put together a vanity a little highlight reel. Go check that out. It's very cool. There's a little section in there. We were very fortunate uh, that we had dogs. <laughs> And yeah, the mayor allowed us to take care of the dogs, which is kind of a no-no in the military when you're deployed. And we worked with a fantastic organization called Paws of War to help get all like 17 dogs homes. Since I've left, there's there's still a couple of stragglers that they're trying to get homes for some of the adult dogs. You know, this is my plug. Uh, Check out Paws of War. They're a fantastic organization. And uh, toss them a couple of bones if uh, you're so inclined. Yeah. Pause of War. We'll put the we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, not only to Pause of War, but to the but to the vanity uh, the vanity <laughs> video, which I <laughs> the watched. Video. It's fucking awesome. It's really cool. Um, like no joke. JP knows what he's doing when it comes to fucking cameras and shit. Like the video is cool. The broken clocks, <laughs> right? Like, a couple times a day, and when you're there for nine months, it's a lot of broken clocks being right. So, <laughs> why is that clock not broken? Let's shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Adam, when we, when we get back to Lost, what are we doing <laughs> next time? That's an excellent question. If you are trying to be Lost with us, come back uh, uh, next week. We are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 1, Man of Science, Man of Faith. Oh. Yeah, that's a season premiere, um, and uh, our centric character is uh, ugh, Dr. Jack Shepard. <laughs> Uh, it'll be fun though. it'll be fun it's always fun uh, the enti- the, I mean this podcast has been a blast I'm so glad that we got to keep doing it while you were deployed yes, me um, too and uh, and I'm so excited to just keep doing it I mean it was kind of a state sponsored podcast <laughs> when you think about it I was getting paid <laughs> 24 hours a day and in my off time you know I was That's doing true. the podcast so. we're technically part of the military industrial complex now oh, shit oh no oh no <laughs> Thank you to the audience for uh, you know dealing with the minor hiccups. Probably a lot of you don't didn't even realize some of the shit that we had to go through to keep it going. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. We did it for well, we did it for us because this is this in itself is kind of a vanity project. But like it is. You, you guys <laughs> being able to benefit from it is neat. So yeah, uh, yeah. So thanks for tuning into this special edition of Lost on Lost. Yep, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on in the sh- the army? The army? <laughs> no. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 